When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seidman. We've got another interview. We haven't done one in a little while. And we're joined today by uh, an actual living, breathing person from YouTube. Uh, his name is Tom Lee Young, and he is... Uh, why don't you tell us exactly what your title is at YouTube, Tom? I am a director of product management uh, at YouTube. And what Tom does is... Also on the side, kind of as an experiment, he launched a new channel called uh, Creator Insider. And uh, what he's been doing is actually bringing on living, breathing humans from YouTube just like him to talk about some of the things that go on behind the scenes so that creators like me and perhaps some of you out there will have uh, some idea as to maybe uh, your strategy as to how, do you, how you approach your channel and other things. And it began as like a stealth effort, Tom, right? I mean, it's something I just stumbled across um, I don't even think you have 5,000 subscribers yet. Uh, why don't you talk to us about Creator Insider and what led to its creation? Yeah, it's interesting in that um, I think you were one of the first people uh, to talk about us, and we were kind of surprised. I think someone in the comments said, hey, uh, Lon, Lon sent me here. <laughs> and I said, well, who, who's that? And then I looked and I saw that you had mentioned us uh, in one of your videos. So we were very... Uh, very uh, pleasantly surprised, and you're right that the the channel is a bit of an experiment. So it's it hasn't been, you know, featured on the YouTube homepage. We haven't done any official announcements about it. Um, it was really something that we kicked around for a little while uh, at the end of last year, uh, and basically the the hypothesis was, you know. Um, could we be a little bit more conversational in in our communications? And also, would it be valuable if people from the tech team, from the product development organization, um, gave a little bit of context and color about product development decisions uh, that we're thinking about? Uh, and then also use it as a, a way to kind of understand and hear more and and get more input from creators. So, you know, we weren't sure if it was going to work. There were a lot of concerns about like, hey, if this is YouTube and we are putting out a channel, like the expectations are this is going to be, you know, super high produced. And if we work in the tech team where, you know, we have day jobs, we're not professional videographers and I'm not a professional <laughs> spokesperson. So how will people react to um, these weird, really rough cuts where we just try and upload once a week kind of um, uh, in a very informal way. And so we said, well, let's, let's just start it and see what happens. And, uh, you know, luckily some people have responded um, positively to it. So the experiment um, continues. 
And what's, what's great about it, you mentioned this in, in just a few minutes ago, that, that you're not going out to uh, maybe take advantage of the position you have as being at the, at the controls, the control deck here. So you, you're not really uh, trying to do anything different to grow this channel than anyone else would as they're putting something together. So you're not, uh, you know, putting yourself on the homepage. You're kind of letting this thing organically grow on its own. Um, what are you learning having a small channel but being at the controls that you're, that you're seeing here as you're trying to develop this? Yeah, it's been a, a really interesting experience because I think working in product development, you intellectually know that uh, building a channel is really hard, and you and we we can read like market research and you know customer research that and look at data, and you can say, wow, yeah, you know, it really takes uh, a concerted effort to to build up a, a a large channel, but when you're actually in the shoes of a creator and actually trying to start a channel from zero with no no help you know no special right. help right uh you you kind of internalize that struggle a lot more than uh just sort of intellectually knowing that yeah it is hard to um build the, uh, and scale a channel it does require a lot of work um but at the same time i guess i've also uh, learn how rewarding it is um, because, you know, I can't tell you how cool it was when we started getting our first few comments and, uh, you know, especially if they were encouraging. Um, I still remember when we first got our, our first community contribution for like uh, transcriptions and subtitles, it was like, oh my God, like one of our videos is now available in Italian and this guy didn't have to do it. You know, he just liked what we were doing and wanted to be helpful. And, and the people that then reviewed and approved his stuff, like they didn't have to do it. Um, so there was, it's been sort of really kind of um, eye-opening from a really feel the struggle of trying to break through, um, but also um, very rewarding because you definitely like, there's not like a, I wouldn't call it a community around our channel, but there's, there's a, the sort of the the early beginnings of that, and there are definitely people who've been with the channel from a from the very earlier you know uploads and are still with us, and um, that feels really awesome. And what's funny is at the time that we're recording this, you're not even at five thousand subscribers yet, so you can't even use your own production spaces <laughs> yet to, uh, to to work on this. So you're you're growing it the the hard way. What I was really interesting was you talking about the fact that you're you are doing this from. Uh, the standpoint of let's just get a video up. And that's the advice I often give to people because I have a lot of equipment now, but I started with my phone and I kind of mm -hmm. built it up as I went. Uh, and I think that's, a, that's really the best way to approach this kind of thing. So let's talk about what you do at YouTube because you are in, in Switzerland of all places. I don't know how you got there. From, I guess you're from New Jersey originally. So maybe start off how you got to Switzerland and uh, what are you doing for YouTube there? And how does this channel link up to what you do for your, your day job essentially? Yeah, so I uh, worked at Google uh, in the Google Analytics team from 2006 to 2009 in Seattle. And then I left uh, to work at smaller companies and then decided um, about a, a little over a year ago to sort of try something new. And that was when I got back in touch with my original Google manager, and I said, hey, you know, um, do you have anything interesting going on in Google, Seattle, or Kirkland, the sort of the area that I was living in? 
And he said, no, but how about Zurich? <laughs> and it was, so it was completely unplanned. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, A, it sounded like a cool adventure. B, it was working for YouTube, which is just a neat place to work. Um, and see, it was with, you know, a guy that I, I, um, worked for before and, and enjoyed and learned a lot from. So, uh, so yeah, about a little over a year ago, we moved out here and took the whole family and, and, uh, and now my, my day job is, uh, working with a team of product managers, uh, who are responsible for creator studio, YouTube analytics, um, the crowdsource, uh, translations, and some other things uh, in development, but I work within the larger organization that is generally focused on how can we help um, creators succeed and, and help more creators succeed faster. And I'm sure you probably have heard over the, the, the few months that, that some creators get frustrated because it's often hard to figure out exactly what you want from us. And I'm curious, how, how does that feel on, on being on the YouTube side of things where, you know, for a whole host of reasons, you can't say everything about how things work. And uh, yet you're getting a lot of um, criticism and, and heat from the people that you depend on to continue growing the platform. Uh, how did you balance that? And, and is that what led to Creator Insider was to try to maybe open up some doors to uh, the creator community to, to work on some of those issues? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think part of the hypothesis for Creator Insider was you know, people may not always agree with every decision we make, but what we can do perhaps is try harder to explain um, how we came to these decisions and and what alternatives we considered. And obviously we can't, you know, we can't sort of uh, share every confidential piece of information, but I think we could, you know, the idea was that we could do more. And we could also use the channel as a way to listen better and to make it more of a conversation. So it's not just, hey, we're doing this stuff, um, you know, end of story, but it's, hey, we're doing, we're making some changes, we're making some improvements, hopefully. Uh, here's why we think they will improve things, and, and here's how we thought about it. Um, but let us know if you have questions or comments, and, 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 and then that can help enhance our thinking. Um, and improve sort of the the overall plan and, and the dialogue. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a difficult balance because with such a large platform, you know, you, it's you never please everybody right. uh, all of the time. But um, but you know, transparency in general, I think, is a a, a value at, at Google and YouTube, and I think we'll you'll see more and more of that as as we go on because, like you said, like. YouTube uh, wouldn't be anywhere without creators, and and but creators also need uh, audience, and and the platform needs advertisers. So you kind of have these three um, stakeholders, and our job is to try and, and help uh, creators be successful, have viewers have an amazing experience, and help advertisers uh, participate in the success of this platform. And if we can find the you know sort of the win-win across the board then uh, everybody should be a lot better off. And I guess it's a balancing act. I mean, if you think about it, you have you have many customers that you are 
uh, serving. You're serving the creator community who, you know, is a, there's a relationship between creators and YouTube. And um, one of the things that I like being on YouTube about, first of all, is that it's my full-time job now, which is unheard of, right? You couldn't have done this five or, se- t- five or 10 years ago. Yeah, congratulations, by the way. Thank That's you. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great opportunity. And, and what's amazing is that, you know, for me, I have about 140,000 subscribers. There are 30,000 other creators out there of varying sizes, financially perhaps, but are, are all doing this to some degree or another full time. And it's amazing that, that we're in a world that allows for this. And one of the things that um, I've really liked about YouTube versus every other social platform out there is that it does, you know, share the wealth, essentially the revenue with everybody, uh, regardless of size. And I'm, I'm sure that's not an easy thing to, to manage that side of the, of, the, of the token, but also to have to deal with advertisers and uh, everything else that comes in. And I think that's been one of the great things about what you're doing there is that you are talking about uh, the things like the advertiser friendliness uh, issues that have been going on and how uh, you can make sure your content is is going to be compatible with what some advertisers want. And I think that information has been very helpful to hear from somebody at YouTube that uh, this is exactly what uh, you should be thinking about when uh, looking at your channel. So what have you learned um, doing this that you're bringing back to the team now? Because now you're, you know, you're a struggling small channel. You're, you're where everyone is when they're kind of on the way up. So uh, have you learned anything that you said, wow, I had no idea this was like this uh, versus what you thought based on working on the inside? I can't. I can't imagine a single meeting that I go to or a conversation I have, uh, you know, with the engineers and other product managers where having worked on Creator Insider and, and, and sort of being in a role where I have to participate in growing this channel doesn't benefit decisions we make. So I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the teams that we, you know, work closely with is is YouTube Analytics. And the way you see YouTube Analytics as a product development person um, is is very interesting, but also sometimes doesn't have the nuance and sort of the perspective that you'd have when you look at YouTube Analytics and you're thinking about your own channel. And you're trying to ask yourself, like, well, what do I need to know to help Creator Insider be more successful? And you just have sort of instincts about it that are just very different in terms of like, oh, well, I give you a a specific example. Like the Creator uh, uh, Studio mobile app is something that uh, is also uh, in the area that that my team looks after. And it's just incredible that you can't see the number of subscribers that you currently have. Noticed on there, right? Yeah, right. and it's one of those things where it's not like the team didn't know. Right. I mean, they have a long list of things they're working on, but I don't think they had internalized how painful that is to fire that thing up and see some interesting real-time data, and then have to double-click on home, find your YouTube main app, and then go look for your own channel just to see how many subscribers you have. So there's like little things like that which are like, you know come on guys, like, how can we not fix this? (laughs) Um, And then there's also like longer term things where we think about like, you know, um, this channel seems to be doing okay. You know, 5,000 is fine. Like, but how do, how do I know, is that good or not? And how would I sort of stack up to other channels talking about similar topics that started around the same time 
um, this idea of like benchmarking, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there are uh, numerous things that we're looking into that they're not necessarily like brand new on the table, but I think the prioritization and sort of the, the, um, the broader context of why things need to be better um, are, are part of what we are getting out of Creator Insider. So it's, uh, it's been a fantastic project, and I, I, I very much enjoy it. And I see, too, that you're reaching out in different ways. So you're using, I don't have access to this yet, but the community tab where you're you know, throwing out questions about, hey, we're thinking about this, which has been really interesting just to kind of see the beginnings of ideas going on there. And you're kind of, it looks like you're taking ideas that may have been kicked around in the conference room one morning and putting it out to your subscribers to say, hey, what if you could share revenue in this way or some other uh, ideas yeah. that you've had on there? How, how has that been uh, informative to your process? Oh, I like that a lot because um, one is it's a, a very rapid way for uh, me to just get more data points on an idea. Like it, in the old days, what you would do is you'd have a bunch of meetings, you'd kick around an idea, you'd rely largely on um, uh, the team's intuition, then you might uh, request a research study done, and then they'll recruit a bunch of creators, and then inter and then talk to them, and then write a report. And that could be like weeks and weeks till you get anything back. Right, right. Um, and uh, it would be much more scientific than kind of my spitballing efforts on the community tab. But uh, it's nice. I think it's great to kind of get that early read. Um, and I think it's also perhaps a product development philosophy. Um, where, at least in, the, in this instance, there, there, there are some projects that we just think are so strategic and so, um, you know, uh, important that we're just going to really put a lot of uh, investment into them, like, you know, Red or YouTube TV. And, of course, we do a ton of research for those things, too. There are others where um, we have this surplus of, of, of potential new ideas, and uh, we need ways to triage them faster so that we can determine, well, okay, which one of these ideas deserves that more formal research study? And so things like the community tab are pretty helpful to, um, to kind of get like just initial temperature reads, just another data point. Uh, on top of that, uh, using the product yourself, uh, you know, I've sent a, uh, a little bit of feedback to the to the team that works on that saying like, okay, now that I've been trying to use it as a creator, like I wish I could do this or, right. you know, why can't I do that? Or how does this work? Is this kind of confusing? So um, there's just, just like there's unlimited benefits to, you know, sort of uh, uh, using the products that you are building and expecting other people to use. And, and so uh, it's been very helpful. Yeah, I think what's great about this, too, is there is a direct line back to decision makers there, which I, I think a lot of creators felt was, was, was lacking. I think, I think people were listening, but it was hard to see that, there was, there was, that the message was received versus just you know, us saying yeah. things and then seeing a change happen three or four months down the road. To know that there's faces uh, attached to it has been really helpful. Um, this must have been a big uh, change for management, you know, not to get into the, into the internals here, but um, I would imagine this was something that had to get cleared and vetted. It, was this something they were eager to do, or were they feel the time was right to do it now, given, given some of the issues that creators were raising? Yeah, well, I think um, the company has a culture of experimentation. So I don't know that everyone uh, was convinced that 
this thing would sort of uh, work out. But it was hard for, I think everybody agreed like, hey, you know, let's let's try it. Um, there, there was also like sort of a uh, analogous situations, a slightly analogous situation back in the day at Google search. There was this guy, Matt Cutts, who would explain a little bit about how the search engine worked. Right. He was a scam uh, guy, too. He would tell you how to not to get in trouble. <laughs> right. He kept, kept yeah, out of jail. Right. That's right. That's yep. right. And um, so par- part of the conversation that started at the end of last year was like, hey, do should we try a similar approach where um, in addition to the blog posts, in addition to the official videos, in addition to um, you know, partner managers talking to uh, the larger creators. We also take a more conversational approach and and have someone just kind of talk about things that are top of mind for for the ecosystem. And uh, so that was uh, we we had sort of a model that we could be inspired by. Um, and so far, it's it's worked out well. But I mean, uh, you know, like like any idea, there was always sort of concerns about well i think the main one was the production value like mm-hmm. you know, I, it, the, 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 I think it was a legitimate question which was hey if you just shoot these things once a week and uh you do some light editing people are gonna say come on you know like can't youtube do like a really high-end show and um i think where we ended up was you know the if we go too far down that route we might actually lose some of the authenticity and part of the reason why maybe people who who watch the channel have valued it is because they know that okay this guy he actually works with engineers on the platform on features that that creators use but if i'm spending all day doing like 50 shoots for right. you know a 2 minute video do it again. Like do that, it again. That, yeah, you know so so uh you know we've we've taken a position like look uh Apologies in advance. This is not like a super polished channel, but it, we try and keep it real and be very sort of conversational and use the medium in some ways, you know, the, the way a lot of millions of other creators do. And uh, it's been working out pretty good. Yeah, and that's funny because when, when you first started the channel and I, when I first stumbled across it, I said, is this real? Because it seems like he's talking like he's there and he knows what he's, like, you know, it was a, <laughs> there was a real legitimacy to how you were presenting the message. But I was like, there's no branding on this. And then I started going through some of your videos and I had gone into New York City for a channel review with one of your people who you were interviewing. And I said, oh, I know her. So this is, this is legit. This is cool. So I think that it was neat that you did it that way because it doesn't look so polished. And I think there's some, you know, some authenticity to that. Um, my content, uh, and depending on how well my equipment is working here, some people might see the effect of saying, you know what, sometimes you just got to put it out there and, and see how people react to it versus tweaking it forever in a day. So um, I, I give you credit for, uh, for doing that. Um, just two more questions before we wrap up here. New, new creators starting out, like yourself, um, are in a different world perhaps than it was before because, you know, YouTube's a lot bigger than it was eight years ago, even bigger than it was three years ago. Um, but and the algorithms are different. There's different ways people consume content on YouTube now than maybe they did two years ago. But there are some practices out there, I guess, that that seem to uh, just work all the time. You know, I've always worked for creators as they're building their channels. What are you seeing that uh, if you follow these practices, you're not, you're not guaranteed to become three million subscribers, but uh, you'll be following best practices as you put your videos together. Are, are things out there, or have you seen things that people are doing that seem to work across the board, uh, irrespective of the era in which they begin? 
Um, yeah, you know, that's hard to, it's hard to say, I guess I, um, I will, I think there are some things that I've observed, uh, that, that have been, I'll answer this, that have worked well for our channel. Um, I think one of the things has been the consistency of, uh, of uploads. Like I, I think, um, it's easy to assume, hey, YouTube is so big, I'll just upload a video and boom, it'll be like uh, the next viral hit. <laughs> and, and I think in reality, uh, viewers are pretty discerning. And oftentimes, if they see a one-off video that's really great, um, that doesn't mean they'll automatically subscribe and, and sort of look out for your content. I think they... Uh, many times we'll look to see, okay, is this something kind of worth subscribing to? Or, you know, like sometimes you stumble on those channels where it's like one really cool video, but there's nothing else. Or the the thing before that was like two years ago. And then you may not sort of look out for it in the future. The second thing is probably some kind of like consistent voice. Um, we actually talked about this on Creator Insider. We're like, well, why wouldn't we have a different host each week and, and kind of mix it up. And I think we said, well, you know, like there might be value in having some continuity. And so, you know, sort of the middle ground we found was like, okay, maybe Tom does a lot of them, but then he interviews people and, right. and that kind of thing. And now you're um, in. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then I guess the, maybe the third thing is um, kind of, and maybe, maybe this should be the first is, is being very, uh, um, thinking a lot about what the audience is telling you, either through their viewing behavior or through the comments. I mean, one of the great things about YouTube is like you get a lot of feedback. And so, um, you know, we weren't sure what, what would work. Like, is it going to be the, hey, here's a new upcoming feature or is it going to be this is why this this has been talked about. Here's a little bit more perspective or is it going to be, Hey, let's interview other creators. And so, I mean, we, we, we do really look at the analytics and the comments and the feedback to, to better understand what, what content will, will be the most useful to people. And so those are some things that, that we've done that I think have really been helpful. And I found, too, that, that human beings, although our technology has changed, we still like to connect and feel connected with people. And sometimes just putting yourself on camera consistently, as you mentioned, is uh, the best practice because people keep coming back for that. They might click the little notification bell to make sure they keep seeing what you do. And, um, and I've had people tell me, like, they don't even care what I'm reviewing sometimes. They just like to see what my thoughts are on something they haven't heard of before. And uh, it's a bit of an adjustment for me because I'm, I'm, I, I really kind of built this around being searchable. So having subscribers and, and working with my audience was something I, I developed later in my channel's life as the subscriber base grew very quickly. Um, because initially, most of my viewership, and still now, was mostly around search in that I was reviewing products that people were looking for. And I never thought about my audience until I did my first uh, subscriber video. And I was just shocked by how uh, much people liked it. I said, this is crazy. It's, it's amazing. But it's that connection that people um, want to have. And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm it helps me because I feel 
as I'm doing my videos, I actually hear my audience in my head because <laughs> I can yeah. remember maybe I did something that they didn't like and I said, oh, I'm doing that again. I better change it, right? So there's, there's that feedback. It becomes part of your instinct, I think. That's a great point. Uh, I've noticed that as a viewer, you know, I, I really, someone else uh, has said this in a, in a uh, I think it was like VidCon EU that, you know, in many ways, YouTube is a personality driven medium. And when you watch sort of product reviews and it just shows like the hands opening up the product, right? Um, it could be useful, but you kind of, you do want to see the person you want to know, okay, who is this person and what are they, what are they up to? And, and you want to have a connection with them. So um, I think for a lot of creators, that's uh, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to come across like a, like they, like they, you know, like a prima donna or something, and and they don't want to be on camera, but actually, you know, the, the audience I think comes to your channel to connect with you, um, as well as the content and information you're sharing. So, you know, as an example, like I love watching uh, from time to time like drone videos of beautiful mm -hmm. landscapes, but I actually find myself gravitating towards more of those channels where the person's on camera talking about, you know, flying the drone and talking about planning their next trip of course, sprinkled in with some cool footage than just the straight up uh, drone footage. Yeah, and I've, I've mentioned that to people often because I, I, I always try to help people as they're getting started if I can. Uh, and one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they take, you know, they take out the phone and, and you never see the person that's talking behind it because that's, you know, it, you may have been able to do that Eight, eight or nine years ago when there wasn't a lot of content, but I think now people really want that connection, especially as I think less tech-savvy people are finding their way to this platform. That connection becomes all the more important. And I think people, too, can follow a story with your body language, with your eyes, and how you're approaching a, a, a topic, and it's something you can't do from behind the camera sometimes, and I think it's... Um, uh, one of the keys to success. So it's good that you're uh, putting yourself on camera all the time now because you are the face of this uh, creator insider. So let me ask uh, throughout the last question here, um, what's next for this? Um, you know, how do you, how do you gauge success? I mean, I would say 5,000 subscribers in the short time that you've been doing this to be a pretty good starting point, especially because you're not cheating here and using all the tools that you have available to you to uh, maybe accelerate that. But what's next for the channel? Do you see it continuing? Is it going where you expected it to go? Yeah, I, I would say when we started, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we weren't sure, like, hey, we, we said, hey, let's just try it for a few videos and and see what happens. And I think we were very well prepared for either, A, no one would uh, value it, or B, um, people would be um, not, like, receptive. They, they, would, they would actually not like it and would tell us they didn't like it and would make them angry. Right. <laughs> and so we weren't sure. And it yeah. turns out that, you know, um, mo for the most part, people have um, appreciated it and, uh, and have found it useful. So I think now we're at a different phase, which is, okay, the experiment has gone from the, I wonder if this will work phase to the, I wonder how, how big we could make this phase. And I don't think we'll ever be like the uh, official uh, YouTube creator channel. There's a there's a one that's that's a great one that's that's uh, that we can you know certainly link to in this video 
that uh, that that's where you go for like the authoritative information. This, this channel is more like um, you know, nuts. like back in the day when you buy the DVD and there would be like the bonus feature and you'd right. have like the director's <laughs> commentary or behind the scenes. Like this is so it's not going to be interesting to every creator. They may not care. Like, oh, how did you think about? the next chart for YouTube analytics, but there are people who like it and value it. And so I guess the question is like, okay, like uh, what is the natural ceiling for this channel? And, um, and I, I think we're encouraged by, by the first 5,000. Um, if people like the channel, uh, they should definitely subscribe because right. one of the ways we justify shooting every week is saying, Hey, you know, people really value this. And uh, uh, as you mentioned, 5,000 is a good start, but it's not sort of like a slam dunk in terms of saying, oh, for sure, we should keep uploading every week uh, as we have been. Um, because uh, as you know, it's, uh, it takes time to, yep. to manage a channel. And so I think to answer your question about what's next, uh, what's next is I suppose getting the 10,000, that'll be a nice next milestone. <laughs> right. And, and then continuing to put out videos that, uh, that creators um, value and that they feel helps them understand what's going on and where we're taking the platform and also um, is another way for their voices to be heard as well, because uh, we read every single comment. We don't have, we're not able to reply to everyone, but we read everyone. And uh, I can tell you there's been numerous times where people have raised issues and and we've subsequently said, you know, that's a good point. We need to we need to double click into that um, and 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 sort of take some action to make make a situation better. So um, you know, we're never going to be able to to do everything that everybody wants, but we are always listening. I think that's the key point here is that, you know, I think for a lot of creators, they felt like there, there was no, you would make a video hoping that somehow the algorithm directed it to somebody at YouTube who might see it that has some uh, decision-making authority. And now we've got a little place here where, you know, maybe you can't deal with my individual issue, but first of all, I can understand where you're coming from on things. That, I think that was a key component that was missing in a lot of this stuff, you know, and especially for those of us who do this full-time you know, we want to have some certainty as to what we're doing this week will will likely be sort of the same next week, or if there's going to be some huge change, we should uh, know about it. And I also thought it was it's been good about how you've been approaching the advertising changes because you have come back a couple of times with um, you know with some additional information as to how this process is working, and you're taking some feedback from people as to making sure that uh, wrong uh, labeling is is not occurring or isn't occurring at a level that could could harm a lot of people. So there's been a lot of things that I think this channel has been helpful for, especially for me. So I hope it continues. And uh, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on was that other creators out there can see that there is actually people that work at YouTube. I'm not just working for a computer algorithm and, uh, and that there's, uh, there's help out there, um, you know, especially people that do have a, a, a concern for the, the will of the creator out there. And I, I appreciate uh, what you all are doing there for us. So um, just wanted to put that out there and uh, Thank you for coming on. So where can people find this great channel of yours? At uh, youtube.com slash creator insider. And that's, uh, that's where the channel is. And we upload every week. And uh, just to sort of build on your last point, um, YouTube has thousands of people, but there is an entire uh, division of YouTube uh, called the Creator Org, right? And our whole job... Literally, how we measure this organization's success 
is the number of creators who are succeeding on the platform. So we come to work every day trying to figure out like, how can we make this platform better for, for all creators? Um, and so I, 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 it may not be obvious to um, folks who don't work in the company that, that there's a you know, sort of dedicated team of people that that's all we do. Um, and, and I'm glad that you know, maybe Insider is one way to kind of shine a light on some of that, that hard work. And, and because you know, ultimately we're, we're only going to be successful as a company if, if we can uh, have really a great thriving creator ecosystem that continues to grow. And we've been really fortunate to have that and we're working really hard to to kind of um, grow it even further and then have a great experience for viewers and and advertisers as well the other point I would just raise is you mentioned that um, you know YouTube has changed a lot and there's there's more sort of channels than there there might have been in the past the good news is there's also a lot more viewers than there were in the past absolutely and and the viewers that we uh, that were with us in the early days are still on and viewers are spending more and more time on the platform. So yes, there's more creators out there and more channels for people to follow and subscribe to, but they're also spending a lot more time and there's a lot more of those viewers. So the pie is, I guess, getting bigger um, for for creators as well. And and so I think there's, there's still uh, a lot of great opportunities for for new creators and and we see this like the the top performing creators it's not like um they're permanently there right like there's always a new crop and another generation that's uh that's sort of sprouting up and and our hope is that we can sort of have as many of these success stories as as possible well, I greatly appreciate everything you're all doing, and it's um, you know certainly it, there's you know no no customer relationship is ever perfect, but um, it's been uh, a, a, just a wonderful opportunity for for me here sitting in my basement talking to you in Switzerland. I mean, we're in the future here; it's just amazing. I know, <laughs> you know, you think about it, um, but uh, you know, it's it's a it, we're in an exciting time where you know it's it's where audiences determine what they like as opposed to individual gatekeepers, and and I think that's one of the uh, the most important things that I've seen with YouTube here is something I've always I always wanted to do what I do. I just never had a place to do it. And uh, now that exists for, for me and, and millions of other people, anyone who wants to give it a shot can can do it. And it's nice to see, as they sometimes say in the tech business, that you're eating your own dog food by actually creating a channel and putting it together. So uh, I'm going to put a link down below. I'll put one of those cards up there so I do all the things that uh, YouTube likes us, likes us to do um, so you can find this channel. Because if you are a creator and you are seeing things that aren't working the way you think they should, um, go there and leave a comment. It may not be changed immediately, but Tom and his team are going to see it. And I think that's an important uh, point that he made, that they do look at every comment just like I do. And, and that will uh, not only direct his channel, but also perhaps direct the platform to uh, make it friendlier to creators. And it's great to see that there are a group of humans out there uh, looking out for us. Anything else you want to uh, add in here before we close it out? No, just keep it real. All right. Keep it real. And uh, that's what we're doing here. And hopefully this, this comes out. Okay. We'll see what it looks like when I run the recording. Uh, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. Let me know what you think of these interviews down below in the comments, and we will see you next time. This channel is brought to you by my Patreon supporters, including Gold Level supporter Cody Falk. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month.
Head over to lon.tv slash Patreon to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash S.